That was Tina Arena with Tonkatuela, As Long As You're There. It's our French connection. The French-owned Aqua Group are Australia's largest hotel operators, with 73 hotels and 11,800 rooms in Victoria alone. It's also well represented across the country with brand names including Novotel, Ibis, Pullman, Mufenpick and, and its leading five-star Sofitel. Travel Writers Radio was invited to speak with the CEO of Accor Pacific, Sarah Derry, about the latest information on the recovery of the hospitality sector and new developments at Accor. Graham Kimler spoke to Sarah in a special interview earlier today. Thanks for the intro, Rita. Unfortunately, despite the fact that today was a beautiful day in Melbourne, the gods didn't shine on us technically too well today. Although I tried a couple of times to undertake an extensive interview with Sarah Derry from uh, Accor, and she was very kind and generous in giving me the time to attempt this. Technically, we were thwarted by uh, both a piece of equipment at my end that failed and then also by a network outage that stopped our interview short. So we will present to you tonight the a short interview with Sarah Derry, but she's very kindly agreed to give us time next week to do something more extensive because uh, it's great to speak to these industry leaders, particularly a woman leader in this industry, which has been uh, traditionally male-dominated. So uh, look forward next week to Sarah Derry. I asked Sarah how she felt the industry, the hospitality industry, had recovered from the pandemic. You know, not far off um, in terms of, um, you know, booking pace, in terms of average rates, in terms of visitors returning. Uh, there's still opportunity. Obviously, you know, the great news is we've got a lot of international arrivals coming back into Melbourne, so over 80%. Um, but, you know, markets like China um, will still be, there'll still be more opportunity for that sort of later in the year and certainly into 2024. So I think, you know, when you think about it, leisure was very strong for us uh, last year and continue to be the first quarter of this year. What the good news is, what we're seeing right now is we're starting to see business and corporates returning, uh, meetings and events. I mean, there's some terrific events um, coming up uh, the back end of this year. So we're, you know, we're obviously, you know, looking forward to that. But, you know, we'd love to see more events, um, more international visitors, visitors returning. And that's going to be really important for Melbourne in particular. Right. Is, and is there any differential between your economy-type products, IBIS, you may call it another term, I'm sorry, uh, versus, say, the Sofitel at the other end of the scale? Yeah, it's, it's really interesting. What we've seen is that, um, you know, last year and this year that, you know, whether it's economy, mid, premium or luxury, they've performed very well. Um, customers have change uh, after the last few years and they're seeking different things so what we're finding in some sectors is that customers um, will actually now maybe stay in a luxury product where they may have previously chosen sort of a mid-scale product uh, they might be spending more on experiences and um, sometimes they're staying longer they might have their families with them so they might actually want an apartment product so you know the good news is that there's opportunity across all segments and if you take an event like we had in Melbourne with the you know Formula One which mm. was that you know this year was incredible um, it would be hard to believe last year after the Grand Prix that it could have gotten bigger, but it certainly did. Um, occupancies for us in Melbourne were over 90%. You know, revenue per average room was up over 30%, and it broke the previous record of last year. So, 
in those circumstances, every single, you know, hotel is going to fill or get close to full. Right. So is is the fact that people are prepared to spend more, is that the sort of revenge tourism? Uh, is there any reason you can give us why that should be happening like that? Most people are looking for a, a good deal. Absolutely. Well, I think that the, you can actually get both. So right. what, what I say to our customers is that, you know, if you book in advance, there's still great deals to be had. And I think that's the key right now. I think the last couple of years, people have had very short lead bookings. So if you're looking for, um, you know, a good deal, book in advance, that's the first thing I'd say. But clearly, obviously, over those really high demand periods, whether it's the tennis, whether it's the Formula One, whether it's the AFL Grand Final, they're going to be peak periods where obviously the rates and the occupancies are going to be high. Right. But clearly the strategy that Melbourne has adopted over the last couple of decades of major events, clearly that has a significant impact on you and your business. Absolutely. Um, Melbourne has always been a city that's really stood out. It's a great business destination, but it's also had an enviable events calendar. And that that has really, you know, held Melbourne in good stead. It's made it, you know, it's a a world-renowned city. And it's not just about the sports. It's about theatre. It's the culture. It's all those different things. So, and at a core, you know, we're very lucky to be partnered with, you know, AFL, NRL, Netball Australia, Opera Australia, uh, now Tina Turner the Musical and all those sorts of things. So I think Melbourne has had the right strategy around events. And, you know, what we would encourage is that the big events are critically important, um, like the ones that I've mentioned earlier. But it's also the smaller events, you know, the comedy festival that runs over a long period of time, you know, the the, you know, the member fair, all those sorts of things are as important as the big events. But I do believe it's been the right strategy and I, you know, really encourage the government and the local community to keep investing in it. Mm. Now, do you believe that um, a core and its properties in Melbourne have suffered at all from the fact that our workers aren't fully back into the city yet? Can you hear me, Sarah? Hello. Well, as you heard, unfortunately, that was the end of our conversation when the network decided uh, it could no longer proceed. One of the things that I did want to speak to Sarah about was an announcement from a court today that they have signed for development of a Novotel Melbourne Box Hill, which will open in January 2025. Box Hill is one of Melbourne's growth suburbs. This new hotel will feature 132 guest rooms. That's a fairly large hotel for a suburban location, but this seems to be the trend. And uh, certainly next week when I speak to her, I will ask about this idea. This, uh, of course, not the only hotel operator looking to Melbourne and to other capital city suburbs. So it should be uh, quite interesting. It's got event facilities, including uh, quite a large ballroom for 200. The hotel's going to have the usual things you would expect, all-day dining, a cafe, a a rooftop bar. It's also going to have a day sauna and wellness centre and a gym. And uh, it'll be one of the closest hotels to Box Hill Hospital and Epworth Eastern Hospital. Anyway, hope you'll tune in, understand our difficulty this week, and uh, we've undertaken to get the story from Sarah Derry of Accor and uh, to play it to you from our interview next week. Thanks.